Welcome to The Back Porch, a safe space where we can wrestle with our faith and beliefs and real life. I feel like I usually have more questions than answers, and I think that's okay. I'm going to keep on asking my questions, and I'm trying to learn to rest in the hope that truth will eventually catch me. I'm Melinda, and this is my view of life and faith from The Back Porch. Well, good morning. I am sitting on my back porch again, but today feels very different because I am reaching outside of the, I don't even know if you can call it a comfort zone because I'm not sure I've reached a comfort zone yet in this podcasting thing, but today is definitely further outside of that box because I have my friend Kim sitting with me. Hey Kim, welcome to the porch. Hi. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so... Last week, I I did some discovery for myself about, um, in response to this quote from C.S. Lewis that had to do with our expectations and um, how we view our story. Um, I'm going to flip back here and see if I can find it. I'm going to read it again. It says, the great thing, if I can is to stop regarding all the unpleasant things as interruptions to my own or real life. The truth is, of course, that what I'm calling interruptions are precisely the real life, the life that God is sending day by day. What I'm calling my real life is actually a phantom of my own imagination. And I was looking at this question. um, So if, if God's writing my story and he is good and his story is good, then what if I stop resisting how he's writing my story? I feel like I cling really, really hard to the story I wanted to write. Or maybe it's not even that I'm recognizing that I wanted to write it that way, but that those my expectations were... If I obey God, if I seek him first, if I ask for the right things, he's going to answer my prayers in the right way. (laughs) He's going to give me blessing. I'm not asking for a life free of pain and adversity. Just asking for him to move um, in ways that match my deepest desires, or at least the way I defined my deepest desires. And after time and time again and feeling like I was... I use the word rejected. We've talked about that. Um, unheard was the other lie we've talked about. That somehow that meant I was doing something wrong. Instead of just saying, I'm doing everything right. I, I couldn't be doing anything more right. God's still writing a good story for me. Can I surrender my whole story to his authorship? Mm. <laughs> um, and this is a conversation that you and I have had. A many, lot. Many. Many, many, many times. times. Um, which is why I asked you to sit here because I think some of it reminded me of times we've talked before and I think exchanges we've had since last week have shown me that we still have a lot more to talk about. So, um, <laughs> Lifetime. Yeah. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and this journey that you've been on about your story and accepting God's writing of it and 
deep desire prayers and whatever in that that you want to answer the um lifelong journey of accepting my story and not accepting my story and accepting my story Mm -hmm. (laughs) the yo-yo of it (laughs) um uh, I am a mom of five but my firstborn was born healthy normal Mm -hmm. and within three weeks she had her first seizure and from there on we experienced lack of seizure control lack of development um severely disabled in every aspect Mm -hmm. of it um and it was just an unrolling and unfolding of her of her life to not develop like we thought well if we can stop the seizures we'll get development we can find the cause we can cure it Mm -hmm. we can and so our my battle with god from the very beginning was you can stop this stop this Mm -hmm. (laughs) um i was also a very um i would say or my relationship with god up until that point was more of a give or not a give (laughs) a receive Mm. it was just a relationship that i went to church because i had to it wasn't a relationship put it that way okay it was i felt i felt i go to church i'm a christian i did all that for all those years and you would do this to me in my very young young spiritually young physically mm-hmm. self mm-hmm. very very angry young self i felt very rejected i felt very unheard and very disconnected from that in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And um, since Lily is 18, this has been a long, yeah. a long road. Mm-hmm. And 18's big. Yeah. Like for a lot of families, 18's a big year for a lot of reasons. And that's it's why it's for you. It's been hard mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Because I spent many years in a very safe, accepted place with her. And God, and this is our reality, and this is it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it is the reality of looking to the future that she's 18, and she's not easily able to go with us places anymore. And this is, this is our future. Is her future is hard with her. And our future will be even harder without her. And those are our options. And that makes me, I don't know, more sad or more angry. Or both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been realizing that sometimes they go hand in hand. Yes. Because the deepest sadness, I feel like, makes us angry. Mm-hmm. Because it's a fight. I don't know. It's an emotional fight when we feel like someone could stop it and they don't it just of the lack of any better word is unfair mm-hmm. not that we deserve fair <laughs> and a lot of it has to stem with her as an adult it was a lot of why me why me why me and when i think about it it's this is her story too mm-hmm. and it seems really unfair mm-hmm. when you think of it that yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 
you used two words that I feel like I've felt and used lately as I'm trying to figure out how to replace lies with truth. But two lies were that when I didn't get my deepest prayers answered, God was rejecting me Mm -hmm. and he's not hearing me. I'm learning both of those are lies. I have to tell myself they are and eventually I'll believe because I feel like the years and years and years of seeing it that way but not calling it that has put me into some patterns mm-hmm. um, to cope with that belief without admitting that that's what I was believing because I don't know that as Christians we're allowed to say I feel like God's rejecting me because that's like the opposite of what we're told is true. So I feel like I've been living from the place of a lie while saying I believe the truth. And that creates this really inauthentic experience with the Lord. Mm-hmm. I think the place I've seen that most is in my prayer life. Yeah, I agree. Where we try and say the right prayers and ask for things honestly, but not quite all the way honest because... I'm not sure I trust God with my deepest desires. Is that how it's felt for you? Or is there a different slant? Um, As I imagine you are in the same boat, different prayer, but same yearning. And I remember on my literal knees saying, we had an option for um, treatment. And I said, this has to be it. Like I felt it in every part of me Mm. was, this is it. Mm -hmm. And I said, let this be it. God, it was a natural way. It was something that just made so much sense. And it, um, in the end it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think I stopped asking because Mm -hmm. I thought it's not going to happen. And I would get so upset when I would listen to pastors say, pick your biggest dream, biggest prayer (laughs) and pray for it and pray for it. And I'll be like, I'm not doing that because it's not going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) And what, what does that truth do you think do to us in our relationship with God? Because I don't feel like I have ever, I mean, I've had my moments of angry tantruming and all those things, but I've never really walked away from God. I've always tried to continue to obey and stay faithful and read his word. But if I had a relationship with a person that I didn't trust fully, it would have an impact. Mm-hmm. In, in our intimacy or I mean, I'm just trying to think, like, where's the where's the block? How do we keep pretending like we're good when we're not good? It'd be the friend that you just have small talk with. Mm. And I guess that's where I went. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't stay faithful, and I turned my back. And, yeah, I went to church, but I wouldn't call that anything as a faithful person. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it was just a great habit. It was great for my kids. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 I stopped communicating for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And, and it just felt better to me to not even try, mm-hmm. which is sad. It is sad that I went through a lot of years like that because I really had a hardened heart and it took a lot of time to soften it. Mm. 
But so what softened it? Church, actually. <laughs> really? Bible study. Mm, okay. So not sure. Like um, sitting in Bible study where I met you mm-hmm. on a personal level. Yep. Being with women um, who were sharing their hearts in ways that I was so hardened. I didn't. I didn't really. I hate to say it, but I wasn't very sympathetic to a lot of other people's stories because mine was the hardest. You know, I had a, such a hard heart. Like, but I just mm. God softened my heart, obviously, to get me to the place where I could hear other people's mm-hmm. stories and troubles, and we would pray for each other. And I knew I was being prayed for. Mm. I felt it, and I knew it. And we would we dug into James. I think James was the first one. Which is a great one yeah. for me to be into. Yeah. We're <laughs> the very first <laughs> chapter. First verse. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty much the <laughs> yeah. first verse, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, that is definitely where my journey made a huge uh, shift. But I still never believed anything was going to change for Lily. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just like, that's just our story. Mm-hmm. And I was going to, I was okay. I am okay with that. I mean, I love her and mm-hmm. more than anything. And so it's not that I don't, mm-hmm. it's such a complicated, Yeah. what is it? An onion mm-hmm. <laughs> of layers that I got. I was like, that's just Lily. And my place as her mom is, that's our place. Mm-hmm. And that's where I stood for, oh, I, I do still stand, but I still. But is that part, like, sometimes I feel like there are parts of my story where I'm like, um, I don't understand it. There's too many layers. It's very complicated. And I've prayed and prayed and I need to be, take a break for a while. So we like kind of put it in its own little box mm-hmm. And it's almost like that room where the door is locked and it's not because I'm hiding it or it's just that I don't know what to do with it. And that way I can still entertain the Lord in the rest of my life. Yes. But this part, I'm not really sure how to truly surrender it without feeling like I've given up. Yeah, I definitely felt like I gave up. Mm-hmm. That was that period. So I'm just going to stick it there yeah. because that's the only way I know how to handle. Yeah. And I think sometimes that that's probably... I mean, in a way, maybe that's normal and healthy. Like, we grieve, we work through the cycle. Acceptance is saying, this is what I wanted and this is what I have instead. And so, like, shrug my shoulders. Right. Okay, I'm, I guess I accepted it, but I don't know how that integrates. Mm-hmm. How does the How does the way that I've just accepted it kind of embedded itself into the way I move forward that's not actually I think there was a a podcast that we both listened to over the weekend and I feel like she said um, we can go through the cycle and get to acceptance but actually the true transformation comes with what we do with the acceptance after we've worked through it what are we going to do with that expectation that was unmet how does that get processed and I feel like that's the part I have not figured out till now and suddenly it's in my face again I'm thinking Mm -hmm. the same for you like 
you've been working through this. You've had moments in time where you've really, really struggled. And then it's just, I've got to be done with this for a while. And now, and now it's like back in your face again. Maybe mm-hmm. it's because of her age. Maybe it's because the Lord says, okay, let's do more work. Let's mm-hmm. peel more layers off. But there's more to our journey now in this expectation of what our life was supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. Comparing it to what it is. And can we find satisfaction in accepting what is and open that door mm-hmm. and let that piece of our story be part of the bigger story? I want to be authentically, truly speaking like C.S. Lewis there. Mm. I want, that's what I want. That to me is pure accepting of your whole story. Right. I just think grief is one of those things that you have and once you have it and you can go through all the cycles and yeah. it could start all over all again. Over again. Like it you are never truly done grieving, I don't think. I think mm-hmm. and I think all of us are walking around with grieving. Oh for sure. And and some of us gets hard and some of us get soft and some of us have missions and plans for it and and I guess that's I felt like I did have a lot of missions and plans with it. And now I just feel kind of stuck, I guess. Mm-hmm. What does this look like the next 10 years? Mm-hmm. You know, she's an adult and our story is a little different and I'm getting older and, you know, yeah. and the caregiving is hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but I never want to not be caring for her. Right. You know, I said that. I wrote a post not too long ago that really touched a lot of um, touched a lot of sensitive spots for a lot of special needs parents, and it was like, I I changed I've been changing diapers for eighteen years, mm-hmm. but the day I'm not changing a diaper right. is a day I don't want to have. The reality is, yeah. So that's like even heavier, hard, and harder. Yeah, and then so you just get caught up in really sucks like mm-hmm. truly just, that just sucks mm-hmm. it's not fair for her it's not fair for us and then what's fair so you have this actual maturity of saying well, what is fair mm-hmm. it's not fair someone's husband passes away unexpectedly right. it's not fair someone's child passes away or someone's cancer comes back yeah none of that's none fair of that's fair so why am i Excluding myself mm-hmm. from not having an, I deserve a fair life. No, I don't. And so I, I get that. I understand that on a hundred percent level. So then I don't understand why. Why do I struggle so much? And it has <laughs> to come back to. I mean, this complete flip that C.S. Lewis did for us in this understanding of our story, which is if I'm still looking at blueprints mm, of a life that looks like this, a certain way that it was supposed to be designed and made from the beginning, and maybe parts of it are fitting that blueprint but other parts aren't I I feel like they're stragglers they haven't become part of the blueprint because that's not what I wanted in the story right so 
it's this whole idea that those stragglers are part of the original blueprint. Mm. They weren't, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> they weren't interruptions. They weren't hard things. They weren't unfair things. They were planned things which when I say at first part of me is like how how cruel and awful that you would plan it this way for Lily or for anyone right but if that was the plan and you chose me to be part of that plan what happens if I take myself out of my blueprint and insert myself into God's blueprint of my life and in my head I think this word you and I both have just recently talked about after it came out of my mouth very unexpectedly last week (laughs) when I said maybe if we could do that we would feel less victimized which when I heard you say that I literally gasped rewound it listen to you say it again (laughs) I'm like shoot she said that yeah Yeah. I did I said it it was quiet it was kind of a whisper (laughs) I heard it so loud because that is the last thing we want to be. No, yeah. But it was the the first thing I thought. Yeah, that is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. That is where I am living. Mm-hmm. Especially when I'm in a down place and I'm in a a hard part. Mm-hmm. It was so good to sit on the porch with Kim. And just process some of the things that I've been working through, conversations that she and I have had for years, but in a new way in this current time of our lives. She's great, right? So I hope you enjoyed this first part. That was part one of our conversation. And next week, I will have part two ready and loaded for you. Um, But for now, those are our thoughts on life and faith from the back porch. Thanks for sitting with both of us.